During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about Uncharted and The Last of Us is Bruce Straley being back. Somehow, somehow, Discord coming to Xbox before PlayStation and the world, minus Blessing and myself, love Stray. So what's that mean for PlayStation Indies? We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. That's Janet. I'm Greg, and you can get this show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. There you can watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get the weekly post show. If you have no bucks to toss our way, support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, and more with the creator code KINDOFUNNY. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the post show on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around... The Globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Delaney Twinning, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, Gordon McGuire, my teleprompter, I got ahead of it, the Al Tribesman, that's right, the Predator. Uh, today we are brought to you by ExpressVPN, MeUndies, and Athletic Greens. Well, let's start with a PSN message from you. Hello, Blessing. Hello, Janet. How are you? Hi. Doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Why, why good, Bless? Why is life good right now? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a Thursday. It's almost Friday. They say today is Friday Junior. Uh, and Friday so I'm, Eve. Friday Eve. And so I'm trying to like, I'm trying All to Friday add some, some Friday energy to this Thursday, even though I know people are listening to this on Friday, which means that the Friday is their Friday. That means it works. You it's added great. so much energy that it is indeed Friday for a lot of people. There you go. I guess that works. Yeah. Janet, how is your energy? You just came off of hosting on MinMax. Yes, um, I'm feeling pretty good because I know that after this, I will just lay down. So like there's nothing like the like knowing that you have a nap waiting for you. Um, But I'm like all in on on PlayStation because I just um, did second episode of Deepest Dive, which was on Jack and Daxter. Obviously, I know that game super well. um, And we do it with a bunch of like community questions. So uh, just like how, you know, we have one coming up here for uh, PSN message, but it's super helpful with just structuring it making it fun but it was a long show and it was just like literally coming in hot from like one playstation thing to another but i'm immersed and i'm ready to go so here's a question i have about the deepest dive and it's fact that it's episode two jack and dexter yes that's still you're still doing precursors legacy yeah this is episode two of two so depending on the game um we'll have however many episodes we think the game needs so for this one we did just in two parts the up until uh, rock village i think and then the rest of the game was the next part um okay. for a game that's much like longer like i i don't think we did that's we like did god of war 2018 and i don't know how many episodes that was but i imagine it was quite a few um versus this game it's like an eight ten hour platformer two episodes sure. uh, two hours each 
uh, enough to dig into it. When I did the spoiler cast, not deep aside, but spoiler cast was Bless on Life is Strange. I think we hung out for like four hours or three hours at least. Um, so yeah, it can be a lot to unpack. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. You can get that over at MinMax or is that just a Patreon thing? Uh, it's over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash minmax with two N's. But on Patreon for $5, you can unlock the podcast version of that. And that also includes being able to write in to get your questions read on the deepest dive because it's all community led on what people are talking about. Well, as Janet mentioned, speaking of community led things from Patreon, Marty wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, what is your next platinum trophy going to be? Mine is going to be Yakuza 6. Oh. Janet, of course, you just crossed the finish line with horizon yes. your latest in a long line of platinum mm -hmm. trophies that you refuse to let me see what will be next one um i'll have to unlock those then if that's true it's funny because i was um comparing trophies the other day like i think i had just i finished uncharted and i was like i wonder what this platinum looks like i wasn't gonna get it so i don't think i was looking to get the uncharted platinum because that would be a lot of work but I, they have some pretty tough things in there like i think there's like a time-based one and some other and i'm like what kind of sick fuck is out here getting this uncharted platinum and i'm like let me let me look at Greg's trophies. I did the comparison, and you have it. And you I'm like, this right. dude is sick as fuck. And then I was looking at the. It has like the timestamps too, and I think you got it like two in the morning, like eight million years ago. Yeah. And I was like, this is some <laughs> twisted, twisted stuff. Um, was so it Uncharted I'm not about one? That. I think it was four. Oh, okay. Uncharted yeah. one, uh, Uncharted one platinum. I re legitimately remember there's a, there's like a section seared in my brain of fighting all the pirates, and there's a jeep in the middle of the open arena, and like. I remember screaming into the pillow like, you know what I mean? Like it's two in the morning and I'm trying to do this fucking thing and I'm just like screaming I mean, into a pillow. It's, so angry. it's a series with invisible collectibles. Like I cannot imagine. I, I don't want to try for um, a better trophy list. That, uh, that yeah, one, and it's a doable trophy list for sure. I do think that things that we've we've progressed a lot in games. I think my next platinum, though, after getting the horizon one, which was very fun. And I like that one a lot, um, even though you can't clear up all the map fog, which sucks. But um because <laughs> i literally spent time flying around that's not a trophy i just wanted to do it um i think it might be stray um oh. or yeah i mean because i don't really have anything lined up i also just got the platinum on my account for jack and daxter again for min max because i did that on one of my alternative accounts back when i did it last year because i wanted like a fresh front to back trophies for the sure, stream sure, sure. and they let you lead them so yeah i think maybe the stray one if not that one I mean, I think that'd be it. I usually look for a game that feels approachable, doable, and that I've been enjoying. Yeah. And I think that would be the last one that kind of checks all of those boxes. Uh, what about y'all? Well, before we go into there is, you know, I don't like to often uh, rub it in people's faces as they listen to their cars later, but they're missing what I like to call the party on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can be here and chat alongside. And in the chat, Ryan Povala Higgins is spreading a bunch of lies and says, just a reminder, platinums mean nothing. And if I could, I don't think I can ban you on YouTube on this Patreon stream, but if I could, I would, Ryan. I want you to know that right now. Oh, I can't. Wow. I'll put you're in timeout, Ryan. That's what's happened. You've been putting timeout over there. That's why I have, wow. why I have the trophy chalice that I drink out of every time I get a platinum. Sure. The only time I didn't do that was when I got the platinum for Horizon because I still had COVID and I wasn't drinking any alcohol then. So I drank sure. that later. But yeah, the uh, thank you for deleting your messages, Ryan. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, I no, when I timed oh, him out, his messages got deleted. Ryan didn't do that by choice. Um, people will say that, like, who cares about the trophies because it's just a stupid virtual thing. And that's all <laughs> of gaming. That's like everything that we're doing. You know, I hate to break it to you. None of this is real, but it's it's a lot of fun. So, you know, there we go. Oh, yeah. It's because of the Omega Buster says it's the mispronunciation of the name that uh, that did it. After years of mispronouncing name, now Greg bans him. I, you know, 
Now that he he put himself on the radar. For years we've known Ryan Povala Higgins. We just didn't know the W the, that to read the you know the W is a V, but now we do. And then he had to come in and step in and say something stupid. He had to get timed out. That's how it is around here. Trogs know what it's about. Blessing, what's your next platinum? First of all, Ryan, I'll tell you right now, you know, I acknowledge the correct pronunciation of your name, but I apologize in the future when I will continue to mispronounce it because that that W really sticks out. And I've said Paola for how many years now? Uh, Uh, Real quick, too. Sorry, uh, Ryan. You know how on Twitch, when I time people out as a joke, I can untime them out pretty easily. I don't have that option (laughs) on YouTube, so you got to ride it out. I'm sorry. I'm stuck in the void. There were a couple of Platinums that I wanted to get earlier on in the year that I started started on and got sidetracked on. And I kind of want to make my way back to you, but I don't know when. uh, Miles Morales, for me, the thing that was hindering me from getting the Platinum when I originally played it was the second playthrough that you had to do. And if you guys remember, I did that second playthrough earlier on in the year. So now, for me, with that game, it's just cleanup. It's a, it's a matter of picking it back up to doing it. Uh, I got sidetracked by Dying Light 2 and Horizon in the f- February rush. The reviews, the original review season uh, took me away from Miles Morales. And so I could see myself getting back to that. There was... um. 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. I am sure. legitimately two hours away from platinum that game. All I need to do is go through all of the, the um, turn-based strategy segments of the game um, and like get like a certain rank on them, I think. Or either that or do the objectives or forget which. But once I clear that, that'll be done. And that is legit two hours. And I just... I'm fi- I'm finding it tough to go back just to do that stuff because that was my least favorite stuff in the game. Um, but, you know, that's, that's hanging around too. <coughs> uh, Sonic the uh the collection that just came out sonic origins yeah. that's another game that i want to platinum because the platinum is relatively uh pretty easy as long as i get through everything and i am like maybe 70 percent of the way through and that last 30 percent would probably take me well like seven hours ish i want to probably less than that honestly and that's another one where i got sidetracked from review games because i've been uh, i said earlier today i was triple fisting reviews um and that's what i would like to get back to but then there are other games on the horizon uh games like escape academy that just came out and i started playing that with uh yami yesterday last night literally and it's funny you know us talking about platinums and trophies not not mattering and all that stuff i'm somebody who you know i would never say that trophies and platinums don't matter but i don't care about them um i'm not a i'm not a collectathon person that's a fair thing to say ryan that's a normal thing to say you know what i I mean instead you're in here yucking my yums and i won't have it i am not a completionist but it's it's funny because i say this but trophies do have a chokehold on me where uh, I was texting Yami, and Yami was like, oh, we're going to play uh, Escape Academy. It's on Game Pass. And I was like, uh, do you want to play on PlayStation, actually? <laughs> so I can get the trophies? I, I don't know what it is. Even though I don't it's care about platinum. them, I do care about them. And you say it's a good platinum, and me and, like, me and Yami platinum are um, uh, Operation Tango. Operation together. Tango. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's that. And she's the one who's like, she's down to talk to all the people. I don't even know if that's a trophy. I assume it is to talk to all the yeah, people. Yeah, there's the a bunch of side campus. quests there, yeah. So like as soon as we finish any of the the puzzles, she's going around talking to people, and I am just I'm eating my Taco Bell that I adored Ashley earlier, and yeah. just skipping through the dialogue sequences as she does everything. And I think there's a good chance that that is the next platinum. If not, Last of Us came out in 2013. The remastered Last of Us came out uh, probably in 2014. I actually don't remember. Uh, and I remember trying to platinum the Last of Us, and I never got to because I missed one collectible. And then there was also the online stuff. That said. Last was part one comes out, and I think this could be my chance for redemption uh, when that comes out in September. And so I'm not saying I'm going to. I will say that I will possibly consider it when it comes out. It's always out. hard when you don't know what the trophy list is. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. They are, they, you know, they learned a lot of lessons since Last of Us part one. 
not the new one, but the old one of what a trophy list should look like. You know what I mean? It's, it, you, yeah, that's why Janet, when you're talking shit about the uncharted trophies, I assumed you're talking about the old ones because uncharted four trophy list is great compared to what the uncharted trophy lists were before. And so you have to hope. Yeah. That last of us part one's trophy list is dynamite. That is just I feel like it has to. That's like the floor level. Like that's yeah. more than yeah. Joel crawling. Joel can crawl. He can walk. He can dance. He can moonwalk. I just want things, yeah. he can do whatever he wants, man. He's a grown man, you know, like go but ahead, this, live his life. This leads talking. to mine as well, then, of like what my next platinum would be, right? I think you can yeah. look here and you can have backlog season, all these things. And granted, we're not in right now. There's a million games to play right now. But I can look back and I was as I paged through uh PSN profiles for myself, right? Eventually I'm gonna platinum horizon. But it is like just like Janet, when am I gonna sit down and dedicate the time to it? You have to just make the time for it and be in the mood for that. And I haven't been in the mood for it. I look at unpacking, which I know is an easy platinum. But again, I burned out on that game. I didn't really enjoy it the way people did. I look at Lake, which is a game I truly enjoy but need to get back to. And I know that's an easy platinum. But I wouldn't say those will be the next platinums. And so what gets interesting for me then is if I'm looking ahead at what's the next guaranteed platinum, you can never guarantee a platinum. Because I'll tell you many times in my career I've guaranteed a platinum, whether it be Metal Gear Solid Five, whether it be Persona 4. Uh, yeah, Persona 4, right? It's, it just doesn't happen that way. So... Will it happen? I don't know, and it's a big question. I would like to think the next guaranteed platinum you would see from me is Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. But the problem there is, of course, that it's Ilphonic, a developer I truly enjoy despite all the you know little problems and foibles with their games. And their Predator trophy list fucking sucks. Their Friday the 13th trophy list fucking sucks. I didn't play Arcade again in Blessing. How is that trophy list? I didn't even look at it, if I'm being honest. You're, Me neither. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, <laughs> there was no way in hell. I feel like that one's going to get dicey. There's, I feel like that one would get is prone to being dicey because online multiplayer games always get kind of funky with their trophies because yeah. they're so, like, they're such a big, like, they're, they're games that have a lot of hours, so I feel like I wouldn't trust that one to be, like, this super is the again. The thing about it for this one, though, is that, remember, I'm in, I'm in Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. They've heard me talk about their games for years and they have had conversations with me and apologize for the trophy lists. So the hope would be that they would just grow up, let me see the trophies ahead of time for the game I'm in and tell them if these are good or bad and then there we go. What they're going to do That's is they're going to put a really bad trophy in there and they're going to name it after you. Don't put that out there, Janet. Don't put that kind of power it's out there. It's already out there. It's too late. We yeah, could edit it in post, but we're not going to. No, I'm we sorry. barely edit anything. I screwed up the very beginning of the show. We cut that. That's easy. It has the front. You know what I mean? You screw up the intro beyond the video. Too late. It's in the show. That's the show. That's how the show's going. So uh, I assume you guys are also going to platinum Last of Us, right? I want to. If, that's my well, hope, again, but again, I don't... I ain't doing I, no hard difficulty. Mm. I don't want to do that. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the one thing is, like, they can't do the grounded difficulty trophy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to do but that they, shit. As long as they don't have that, I think I'd the be fine. The thing about it, again, is, like, Naughty Dog some, come so far with accessibility, and trophies have gotten so involved in the accessibility conversation, with good reason, right? Of, like, mm. so many people being like, hey, there's plenty of people like me that are like, I don't want to play a game that way, and there's other people like, I literally can't play a game that way, so you're excluding me by doing it, so don't do that. Mm. And, and you I think, think that involves grounded? Like, you think that we I do think so. Of, I feel like that's why Last of Us Part 2 didn't have it, right? Difficulty trophies are so dated. I think it's that's why, you know, to throw it back to before, Kena was such a surprise that they had difficulty related trophies because it feels so antiquated. Though, granted, a lot of the design of Kena also felt antiquated. So maybe that's like the vibe <laughs> the they're best going PS2 for. Game you've ever Not even trying to be rude. It had a very old school vibe. So maybe they were like, we're all in on like that old school energy. Yeah. But that's why that was so shocking, because I'm like, who does a difficulty trophy in the modern era? It just seems 
even if you want hard things, usually you see them baked into like more organic challenges and just changing a setting on your game. But but I think PlayStation's done such a good job, first party wise, of trophy lists lately. Yeah. When you look at something like, and I'm sorry that I have to eat a lozenge in the middle of this, but I hate that clickety sound if you're an audio listener. I'm trying not to, but I want to make sure I can talk through this episode. I have COVID. Uh, the, the, what they've done with Ghost. Careful, what they did with What? Care, yeah, I'm like, the careful, one, bless. He's the last oh, PSI Love You host. COVID is like, it, for the last maybe month and a half, COVID has, it has been, it follows, it followsing me where every single person I know in my life is getting it. Yes. And like every other day, I swear to God, I get a text that's like, hey, you should test yourself. I got COVID. We hung out like last week. And I'm like, fuck. And I've been negative. I've been healthy. I've been feeling great. But it, at some point, it's gonna, I'm going to get it. Like it is inevitable at this point. And then just new yeah. strands like super communicable apparently. So yeah, everybody take yeah, care of yourself. California is getting screwed right now. Contagious. Like everyone I know that has had not gotten it for years has all like gotten it. So it's rough. Stay safe. Stay healthy. But anyways, yeah, I hope you know Last of Us one of them. I think that that first parties have seen a, a oh hey this is a great way to do this and people actually care about this and they respond to it the same way accessibility has become such a thing right with what last of us did see that trickle down to ratchet and clank and so on and so forth and even you know returnal doubling back to put stuff like that in their game and make it better for people yeah i agree with that and so i'm looking forward to the trophy list i'm th- i'm with you guys i think it, i hope that's going to be good and i would think that is that is going to be good and that's the case i could see it popping up as uh, my next platinum but Same. also, I can see myself getting 90% of the way there and dropping it like I've been doing all year. But we'll see. See, that's the thing where it's like, I enjoyed Escape Academy so much. I played it on uh, Steam for review. That's all they had available. That, especially now that you know the puzzle solutions, I know I can go through and get the trophies super simple. I know I could platinum that probably really quickly. But then it's just that thing of like, do I really want to, with my limited game time, go back to something I've yeah. already played just to get the trophies? Right. And, you know, people said being a dad would change you. And they were right that it just took away a lot of time to where I can't bullshit as much. And then you guys guilted me about ZJ the ball, and now I can't go get those easy platinums either. So Good. Know. Then I'm making you play that Radiohead thing. God damn it. <laughs> We're really just, like, Has he not, not played it helping yet? you. No, no, no played I played it. it. No, she made, oh, me, it. she made me play okay. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking around this is limited time. I'm like, you're going to have to walk walls. into this song that you've never heard before. <laughs> it, hits, it hits more if you are a fan of Radiohead, and I do throw that out there, but yes. Uh, PlayStation or Epic, I forget who made that experience uh somebody hit up lupe fiasco to do a lupe fiasco version i've been listening to a lot of lupe fiasco recently because roger started listening to lupe uh and i think lupe would would make a great one of those give me a lupe fiasco's food and liquor video game where i walk around a big food and liquor and listen to his songs thank you very much that'd be fun yeah, yeah right be done for that mm-hmm. time for topic of the show strays out everybody and it's a hit Got an 84 on Metacritic. Janet, what the fuck's wrong with me and Blessing? We each gave it a 3 out of 5 and thought it was just a good cat sim, but not a great game. I know you totally vibed with it because you're in Big Cat's pocket. What did yeah. we miss? What's wrong with us? I think you guys hate cats. Um, but I think it's interesting talking to y'all about this. Like I have been looking forward to sitting on with y'all on content to talk about this game because as soon as I finished it, I first I think I first texted... Greg, I think was my first message. And I was like, stray, right? Like, I forgot how I worded it, but I was like, oh man, right? And it's, you're like, it's Sunday. Oh, no. It's when we recorded that review at two o'clock. So it's 1 45. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting down, I'm settling, I'm getting all my notes ready to record the games cast. And Janet, yeah, stray though, right? And I'm like, oh no, no, yeah. we didn't, I didn't like it. And you're like, what? And I'm then, like, and then I was like, I gotta know. What does Blessing Adiyo Jr. think of this? So then I texted him, I think word for word, straight though. So I just hit up the people, you know, put straight though and see like how they react. 
Um, and then uh, he similarly was like kind of lukewarm. And I'm like, all right, well, well, actually, I think he didn't give me an answer at first blast. You can look it up. Um, but yeah, I was like, I need, I'm like, I need the spoilers for the games cast blast. I know you're on it. I got to know what you think. And, uh, you know, similar criticisms. I will say to your guys's point, I acknowledge a lot of the things that you guys didn't like about it or I thought were kind of weak points in terms of, you know, the puzzles not being super elaborate and it's kind of a going through the motions game. But for me, I think that very much is the game it intends to be and what it's looking to execute on, which is it's power fantasy, but if cat, essentially the game. So it's, uh, I've heard other people describe it as walking sim plus, right? Where you're, it's a game about moving around through space enjoying the feel of that, checking out things, experimenting with the environment. And for me, the story, the puzzles, all of that other stuff was just ways to kind of add structure and incentive to the stuff I was already doing. I'm already walking around. I'm already scratching at stuff. So sure, the puzzles are really simple. And a lot of times I solved, like I wrote in my review on Pen to Pixels, a lot of times I solved the stuff before I was told I had to do it, right? It'd be like, oh, you need this. Yep. It's clear this one uh, NPC needs an item. And I'm like, oh, I already have it. And the reason I had it is because I was doing everything. I was out there already kind of completionist running this because I liked being the cat, looking around the environment, meowing at everything, scratching stuff, jumping around. I think the magnetized jump like feels so good, even though it's oh, yeah. not challenging. So like for me, that's why this is like I gave it a four out of five for great on like my scale, because I think it totally nails what it intends to do while also having enough with the puzzles, with the systems, having the drone friend that there's more to this than it is just a cute cat game. I do think a lot of people that didn't like this game that much were like, mm, it's just because I don't like little cats that, that much. And there, there is a layer to that, though, too, because for me, I, I love my cat to no end and I love watching my cat do nothing. I could look at other than when Bruce <laughs> is screaming in the morning, I could look at my cat. She'll be sitting there on the sofa like she is all fucking day. And I'm like, oh, man, I love Bruce. And my brother will, my brother loves Bruce, too. But he's like, why? She doesn't do anything. I'm like, are you kidding? She's fucking awesome. And this is like that, but 10x because this cat does do stuff and I'm controlling it. So I'm both the observer and the active participant in this cat's interactions. Um, it's just a blast and a half. I had um, very little like gripes with the game overall. I think it just totally nails what it intended to do. Um, but yeah, why do you guys? guys hate cats <laughs> well like obviously it didn't hit for y'all so what was they're not as loving as dogs that's why but that's what was cool you know and it was funny too because greg that's had a joke, by the point... way i love cats no but greg had... you're not wrong like that's mm. true like um greg had pointed out too when we were uh, messaging before y'all did games cast but he's like i don't know it didn't hit for me like the story stuff the cat shows no like fucking emotion and i'm like of course not it's a cat I get, you know, I said this on MinMax too. I get shot right now. Bruce is going to be upset because there's a loud noise. She is not going to know, really what? register that I See, am lying there dead because she's a cat. That's how she is. Here's my problem because you're misrepresenting my point, but I, I love and appreciate everything you said before that. All right. Is the fact that you are still spot on. Again, like yes. what I said in the review. Right? Yes. End of statement. We'll move on to the next topic. How can no. both be true if we both have different conclusions? <laughs> the, Welcome to reviews. It is a great cat simulator. And again, I applaud it and think it looks great, period. But the animation of the cat is great. Jumping up there and knocking stuff over as a cat. I do like the simplified, you know, just even hold X and automatically jump to things and go, you know, in a road kind of thing. I love all that. It's when you get in there and you're like, I'm like, the cat is showing emotion. You're like, yeah, it's a cat. I'm like, exactly. So why are they trying to pin this emotional story on it? Like, that's where it just, there's this disconnect of like, Again, like I don't know if you watched our entire review or whatever. If it's just based off our comments we had pr privately, 
but like they have this you know tug at your heartstrings moment at the, i don't want at the end of the game of course obviously and when this you know robot gives you its speech or whatever i the cat you know acts sad all of a sudden and it's just like you have not acted sad this entire game you got hurt in the very beginning and i was like oh this is going to be a really cool moment no you're just fine oh okay i thought maybe a robot would save you limping a little for like two seconds then you fall down you get back up and you're 100 fine and then throughout the thing like the robots keep telling you they're telling you and telling you they don't the cat doesn't show any of its own thing so the robot is constantly like you're an outsider you need to get back up top that's what you want you want to get out of here blah blah and then no i'm i'm the cat and I'm totally content to live in your robot world and knock shit down and fuck up your dominoes game and sleep on every bed I run into. Like they should have leaned into that. I feel uh, and like so. So when we get to the end and they try to give you this emotional climax of this whole thing of this, here's this character that you probably. Lo-. I'm like, I thought everything was so telegraphed. Every interaction with these robots, where I was like, the father need, or the son needs to find his father, and they come out and they and I'm just like, okay. And then the thing at the end, I'm like. And literally, I think I, I don't know. I think I texted you this, but I've said it several times, like, right. Of like, after that final speech, what I wanted was the camera to look at the cat, the cat to look at the robot, look at the camera, blink and walk away, have no emotion. Just be a cat about it. You're a fucking cat. You know, you, you, you wanted to get out apparently, or now you are like, it'd be cooler. I think if it was like this, uh, I always fuck this up, this Rue Goldberg machine or whatever. I'm fucked that up. Didn't I? Yeah, whatever. Of I like perpetual, perpetual motion where the cat is just being pushed along. It's doing things that are making the next thing happen, but it's not really what it's trying to do. Instead, they give you all the freedom and fuck it attitude of a cat, but then also try to be like, no, but you want this and you need this. And this is what it's all about. I'm like, it just, it can't be both ways. I, and that for me, that's like the uh, narrative dissonance that takes me out of the adventure where I'm just like, all right. Yeah, I think I had a, a similar thing where coming off of it, I didn't feel that tangible connection to the game. It's funny enough, I mentioned at the top that I'll, I was triple fisting reviews uh, these last few weeks. And for me, that was uh, through Stray, As Us Falls, and Live Alive. Uh, funny enough, like, it exclusives on each console. And, you know, one of those games got a 3 out of 5 for me. Another one of those games got a 4 out of 5. And the, another one of those games got a 5 out of 5. And I think uh, what, su- what, what sums that up for me in terms of why i how those games how those different games got different scores for me a lot of it is the lasting effect that i feel like those games had where sure. coming off live alive that was something like out of five out of five for me i finished that game and i was like i'm gonna think think about this game forever i fucking love these characters i fucking love this story with as thus falls i was i was similar right maybe not as strongly as live alive but i was also like damn that what a ride that was man i love the characters man i really enjoyed the story and for for stray the I think the cat being the main character and it being this thing of you are the cat does have this agency and does and is this central part of the story. The cat is trying to get out, right? Like that is what the the, the game and the story is about. And then you have these side characters, these side robots, and these civilizations that you're going through and like you're ex- you're you're existing through. But like the the central um uh like the thing pushing you forward is the fact that this cat needs to get out. I never felt any urgency in the cat getting out. I was just like, all right, yeah, this cat is is trying to get out and like he's meeting these characters but like these characters don't know the cat they don't really fuck with the cat the cat is just like and the cat doesn't fuck with these people and yeah that's cats <laughs> that's that's cat culture that is cats. like like I, and I do get the idea of it there being that disconnect Greg because I don't think you're wrong on that but like for me the dissonance didn't bother me because I feel like it was clearly set up along the way of like we're sort of alone together in this world with the exception of uh, B12 the little drone buddy you have like 
that that little drone guy has like a connection to the cat or like forms a connection over time where you can tell there's a relationship at least from one direction but that kind of i mean that's like is that not my relationship with my own cat well i'll talk to bruce and like bruce means the world to me and to me bruce is or like or in bruce perspective i'm uh, someone that gives attention and maybe feeds her yeah. that's kind of the thing you know and not that there isn't love there because i think there is and like and i can kind of take it either way on if the cat was more emotional too emotional i kind of like the sort of muted level of emotions like even just the initial fall right like the other cats in the cat family because spoilers you're alone right so when you start out with those cats you lose them pretty quickly um they're not like crying looking at you fall they just kind of look at you and they're like processing it um and for me it's funny that you say like oh you got to the ending and again we're not going to spoil it but that there's this little like emotional moment and you're like whatever um that honestly hit me and it's because i love my cat but it's like yeah like i i felt that where it's like this idea of this droid drone creature like robot guy having a connection with this cat and maybe that connection is a little bit one-sided but that doesn't make it less real because that is the relationship you would have with an animal but even all that aside for me the the story stuff it takes very much a backseat to the being in the environment and it feeling good to like move through space in this game um not to mention all the other things i think it does super well with like the the lighting the look of it um i love the sound design of this game this is my sound design game of the year right now in terms of those like game award pillars where they're like what had the best sound design and everyone's like oh my god what have i been listening to the whole year stray is number one for sound design for me because i think they just the do such a good job with Agreed. it um yeah so i i vibed with all this and it had more layers than i thought it would honestly when they shut off this game i'm like cool i'm gonna be a cat i'm gonna be hanging out i think the diversity in some of the areas while they're not all equal i think um surprised me like you go through some of those tunnels and i'm like whoa we got some trippy stuff going on here again without getting into spoilers um so yeah i mean i just had a, i had a great time from the front to the back of this game it was it was awesome well, I I want to uh, continue on with uh, with one of the points I was making, right? In terms of like the story and the in the connection I had to it afterwards. Because for me, talking about the the cat, I think what's interesting is that the cat is basically a silent protagonist, right? The mm -hmm. cat is just a character that doesn't speak, that doesn't have too much. I won't even say it doesn't have too much personality. As the personality of a cat, um, and with that, I think it brings me back to playing uh, Bloodborne. And Bloodborne was a game that clicked with me once I realized that the game was less about the character I was playing as and more about the world itself and what's gone on in the world and taking in the stories and playing more of a role of an archaeologist and like to, to uh, uncovering the happenings here as opposed to being this uh, story that is centered around a main character. Character And Bloodborne for me is like maybe the, the goat of doing that right going through a world seeing how the world is lay laid out seeing the locations of certain npcs lying on the ground dead like seeing seeing the positioning of the bodies seeing um a creature come out of a specific place and that and it's uh, by itself telling a story of what went down in this area sure. i think a lot of that stuff um uh a lot of that stuff is what i want from a game that does that is this exploration driven game with a silent protagonist and for me the robots and the world didn't give give that to me the world did give me a great world with great atmosphere and great presentation gorgeous. it yeah. is a gorgeous game and i think you know talking about end of end of the year awards you know if there's a if there's an award for most most stylish or best looking game i think stray would be up there for me for sure because i think it is gorgeous in all of its moments uh but when it comes to story it reminds me of you know talking to the robots 
reminded me a bit of uh and this might be taking you too far but i'll use the example anyway when uh fallout 76 came out and there were no human npcs and it was all terminals of course the robots have more personality than that they do a good job of the art design of giving these quality giving these uh robots their unique qualities whether it's the cable hair or whether it's like a scarf or whatever cool thing that you add to the, these robots the facial expressions the break dancing all that stuff that gives them character but I never felt like that was pushed enough to where I truly felt the character of any of these robots. Like they still felt uh, mad basic to me, aside from their basic qualities of, oh, he's a break dancer. Oh, she's a salesperson. Oh, this person's old. Oh, this person's young. You know, I, I, I think I wanted a little bit more from that out of the characterization. And then also a story of the world that I would have thought was lasting and would have stuck with me. 100% all that too, where I think, it, you know, I think voice acting would have helped the robots a bit. I know they're speaking another language, which is why B12 is there. Beep, boop, beep. Exactly. And it's that's fine or whatever, but it's back to Blessing's point of like, other than B12, who's with you the entire game, right? That you meet and is your backpack droid or whatever. Like, I can't tell you any of the robots' names. Like, I, I similar, I can tell you the father and son. And yeah, okay. Well, a that, grandma? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, grandma. <laughs> grandma. One, two made the, sh the shopkeep. Yeah. Of I course. feel like it's someone's named Zeke. <laughs> somewhere it was just like okay Probably. so they kind of even though they all had like i felt like you know like the mad scientist one kind of reminded me of like christopher lloyd right like it, from back to the future but it's like that's how i remember these things and it's this weird like all right well whatever that's how it was and it's just, that's why especially for a short game i feel like it just went by and it's like it's like to back to blessings point like the other things i've been playing for review like I haven't thought about Stray since I put down the controller for Stray. Like, it just hasn't, it did not resonate with me, which sucks, but I'm glad it's resonated for other people. And speaking of, Marty writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, is Stray going to be worth upgrading to PlayStation X or PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium? Does Stray need to be good and or succeed to get more day one games like this on the PlayStation Plus tiers? Blessing, is it worth upgrading? I think if it sounds like your kind of game, then yes. And I think this is only going to be the first of hopefully future day one titles that are on PlayStation Plus Extra. You know, I look at games like Roller Drome isn't going to be on PlayStation Plus Extra, but I would think that those types of games would be. I know that game is getting a trial version as part of PlayStation Plus Premium, I want to say. Mm -hmm. There's too many things in, in too many tiers. Uh, but yeah, if you want to play trial of that game, you can get it there. But I I, I think it would be far, uh, far. I think it would be smart for PlayStation uh, to double down on getting day one titles and day one uh, indies into the service. And I think Stray could be the start of that. And if Stray is a game that looks like it's for you, then for sure. Like one of the things that I forget if I mentioned during the review or not, um, but like even though I, for me, the game uh, got a three out of five, I think it's an okay video game. I do, uh, one of the things that as I was playing the game immediately identified is that people are going to like it. People are going to have a sure. good time with it because it is, it is what it is, right? Like it is gorgeous. It is an interesting, uh, interesting world, uh, interesting atmosphere. And there aren't too many games where you can go and play as a, uh, accurate cat like this is, this is the most cat ass cat i've ever played as in a video game and it captures that very well and uh if you're somebody who cares about that or cares about cats or cares about like you know these kinds of games in general i do think it's it's worth playing and, and worth upgrading for even being right there with you on a three out of five i think it's worth it for sure like we're talking about five dollars right like that, that this is the inherent value of an xbox game pass or a playstation plus extra the uh, idea that you can jump in and try these games way cheaper than buying it for, for re full retail because what it's 30 bucks 29.99 i believe somebody <laughs> fact check me okay yeah uh, if you were just to buy it straight up so why not do this and get the added benefits? Uh, Ryan Povala Higgins is back from his time out and wrote in the chat. Stray is fine. I'm glad I didn't buy it. 
paid a small fee to upgrade my PlayStation Plus until November, and I got my worth out of it with Stray. So that's the whole thing. He's got it through November. It feels he got his five bucks worth out of it, and probably a little bit more, but you know, got his money's worth out of it, let alone what he's going to get beyond that, right, Janet? Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth it if you're, one, in- interested in it, but also if you, like, want to be able to buy your way out of having to make decisions, which is what really subscription services offer. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, why don't you tell me, PlayStation, what games I should be paying attention to and what games are good? That's not to say that PlayStation always nails it there. And also, they can't. I mean, there's so many different tastes and, and perceptions, even among the three of us, even though we're all like, it's okay to great, right? It's a, it's a generally, it's not negative, um, but we yeah. have different feelings on it. And there'll be different things that speak to people. You know, again, my infamous not downloading a lot of stuff. I'm like, I don't care. But the reason I keep it, besides the fact that I work here and need to keep up with this stuff, is because every now and then they're going to throw in an Operation Tango. They're going to throw in something that I do <laughs> care about. Um, and now I don't have to play that game every time of do i want to pay for it and then you're also playing the game of okay let's say we don't upgrade to ps extra and instead you buy stray now you have to kind of hope there isn't something else like you're you're playing that math game and it gets really complicated really fast you know i think if you're someone that is regularly into playing recently released indies i feel like it's pretty safe to say that ps extra is going to be fulfilling that void in a way that ps plus base which is called essential um used to do so i think it is worth the upgrade for that reason now that being said if you look at this and you're like i'm not that excited about it why don't i would just wait until there's a game on extra yeah. that you do want and then get the one year and then just mm-hmm. kind of ride th- ride through it that way because that'll probably be the easiest way to go about it but yeah generally you know it's critically acclaimed it had hype to it it's a good gift for playstation for that reason it is gravy that this actually did deliver in terms of general consensus and I think, you know, jumping on and t- continuing that conversation, uh, Janet, one of the things you brought to our attention was a tweet from Zubitech. We can bring that up, Raj. Uh, Zubitech put out a graphic and tweeted, uh, PlayStation, Indies, in- PlayStation Indies have found a new home and huge success. Or, um, yeah, PlayStation Indies have found a new home and huge success on PlayStation 5. Tremendous amount of work and congratulations to all involved. And then Shuhei Yoshida was chiming in. I think he might have tagged the rest of the indie team. But if you're an audio listener, the graphic we're looking at is a list, uh, obviously a showcase of PlayStation 5 games and their Metacritics, right? So you have the Pathless at 77, Bug Snacks at 75, Chicory. 87 uh fist at eight or f dot i dot s it's fortune shadow torch at 80 uh kenna at 81 solar ash at 77 heavenly bodies at 75 sifu at 81 and then stray at 84 uh shuhei had responded like thank you we're working hard over here and what's interesting is while a great look at it, there's so many other partnerships PlayStation has had uh, for this, including Spelunky 2, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Bridge, Salt and Sanctuary, Arcade Again had stuff. Then there's the VR two, the VR stuff, uh, No Man's Sky, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners 2, uh, Moss 2. Like there's a whole bunch. Of, I guess it is PlayStation VR 2 stuff that's still coming, right? That's still on the map of what's going on here. And then to look ahead at what's next for PlayStation needs that I've talked about, right? You're talking about Little Devil Inside, Oxen Free 2, Samurai Gun 2, Roller Drome, Season. <coughs> Chia, I can never say that. Chia, 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 Chia. Uh, Inscription, Humanity, Nor, and Goodbye Volcano High. Like, there's so much stuff still to come. Sorry, I'm dying over here. Uh, so the question then becomes like, blessing. Are we in a golden era for PlayStation Indies? Oh, that's a that's an interesting question. I think 
with what you just read through, right? Looking at the advertised indies, I do think that's a really good run, uh, especially because a lot of these did come out, uh, I believe, partially exclusive on PlayStation to some extent. Like Bugsnax launched exclusively. I think Pathless launched exclusively well as well uh, when uh, when it was um, when it was out during the PlayStation Five launch. Stray obviously is exclusive. See who's exclusive. Like a lot of those big partnerships that they're making, I think are good. And right now, that team. I would say has a pretty good eye for indies. Getting Kana, getting Sifu, getting Stray. Uh, uh, Chicory, I forget if that was exclusive or not, but it I was, know no, that. I mean, yeah. all this stuff was. This is not, oh, like, really? This, this is actually not... backed up of, like, at the time, this was exclusive PlayStation launch. I didn't realize. Not, and now we're talking clearly about Xbox, not PC stuff. Yeah, yeah not PC. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize that. Well, yeah, these are a lot of good guests, and I think this team has a very good eye, uh, eye for the games that are coming out. And so I think for that, we're in a really good era. I, w- I will say that there, I think, indie-wide, I remember the i want to say it was like a year ago actually um uh, from around this time where we were talking about uh an article that was about playstation and how they how they treat indies and how uh it's very difficult for indies to get like good placement on the mm-hmm. playstation store you know, play uh, playstation often uh, uh promotes playstation blog as the place for you to like get your the, the word for your indie out there but uh playstation uh, playstation often uh, maybe like overrates the the reach and the impact of PlayStation. This blogs. seems like a conversation on this very show not too long ago of these. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, it's a Thursday morning. Uh, we're gonna put up seven indie games today, and they'll be hyperlinked. Go get them. Yeah, like PlayStation is doing that that type of thing, and I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of work still left to be done for PlayStation with their indies that, you know, that will allow for even more of them to come to the platform. I am grateful that we have these ones on the platform, but you know, games like Hades didn't launch on PlayStation, right? That launched on switch and PC. And, uh, uh, I'm not going to go through the list now, but like, there's a list of, in, of iconic like inscription, iconic indies that we've gotten over the years that would launch on Xbox or switch or PC that wouldn't launch on PlayStation. Well, and it seems like a, like, it seems like a lot of the talk around that is the fact that, uh like playstation isn't treating these games as well or making these games uh as making it as approachable for the devs to get these games on the on the platform well the thing is i what i what i think is crazy about it right is that it's a seller's market but you know the question i ask is it a golden era for playstation indies you know we can make cases you can compare portfolios but really what it comes down to is i think it is a golden era for indies is the fact that mm-hmm. Nintendo and Xbox and PlayStation are all opening the checkbook to try to get indies to come to them. And then they go, oh, I don't care. Go to go to whatever PC you want. And then Epic opens their checkbook and is like, put it exclusively on our store. And it's like, you're seeing indie development be able to thrive in a way that is not unheard of. Obviously, indie games have been around my entire career. And for a long time, I've been able to see them grow. But thrive in a way that you're able to before you ever put one copy up for pre-order you've already made the game a hit or a success you've already paid your bills which is insane and awesome and so much better than the old days of oh man i mortgaged my house to do this i'm thinking about cuphead right like all these different things to make your dream happen like the dream can happen now and it is happening on so many different platforms and there are so it's like a bumper crop all the time of games that are out there that are doing amazing and then even when the exclusivity lifts, what I'm always amazed by is the fact that, you know, take late, for example, a game Jen and I adore, right? That that was able to launch on Xbox and PC, right? And then come to PlayStation and still have an impact on PlayStation. Inscription is going to have an impact on PlayStation. Like mm-hmm. it is this weird thing where it really is. If you didn't play it on PC or whatever, or wherever it initially came from, you know, because, uh, you know, for the lake example, that was Xbox. It will come to another platform and it will find a new audience and it will have another chance at life and it will find new audience members. And that's awesome. Janet, is it a golden age? 
I'd have to, I guess if we're thinking of golden era, I'd want to think more about what's come before. But I think to Greg's point, it's almost an unfair comparison um, either way, because indies have grown over time and increased in popularity. And we've seen like success happen and it's, it's just not how it used to be. And in general, like the industry moves just so fast with even whether it's the way we consume games or the way we make games, like the like gap from when games first hit the scene to now is ridiculous you know i can look at what my dad played and look at what i play now and like granted it still might be pac-man but it's like in a very different way um so yeah definitely a lot of growth in that space i think it's a good era for playstation indies i still feel like again golden we can think about it is it us competing with ourselves or is it us competing with the general market i do feel like anecdotally and for me as a player um when i kind of entered this gen slash half gen with the switch right kind of made that jump i like the switch was my indie machine and now i'm like more in on playstation a little bit but at the same time i look across and there are a lot of indies that hit game pass that i'm like Mm -hmm. oh man i wish we you know as far as wanting playstation to do well because again i play everywhere everything so i'm not that crazily invested in oh my god if i can't get a if there's no skew on playstation i'm not going to touch it that's not the case for me but as as someone that you know is on the show with y'all talking about playstation and wanting playstation to succeed it's a a little bit of a of an l when i see like oh this is a dope indie but that conversation is going to be on xbox and i'm constantly you know i do um a stream every friday where i'm trying to play whatever the hot release is, sometimes it's AAA, a lot of times it's indie. And the amount of times that I've lugged this Xbox back here because Citizen Sleeper's there, because whatever's that, you know, like so often I feel like PlayStation misses those. But to this infographics point and highlighting these, I think there have been a lot of wins. And one thing that I think is really cool about PlayStation indies is that while maybe sometimes it can feel like there's not as much there as maybe other platforms or spaces, the stuff that is there hits stupidly hard. I mean, Chicory was one of my favorite games of the year last year. Yeah. Sifu will probably be my t- in my top 10. Um, not Sifu, Stray will probably be my top 10. Sifu, I got to go back to because of the difficulty. Sifu will be in my top 10. Sifu, I got to go back to because of the thing. You know, it took a while to get that difficulty rolled out. But Sifu, I did respect a lot when uh, the original storm of indie se- of uh, review season hit. And it was uh, Sifu on the side between Horizon and Dying Light 2. And I'm like, you know, it was a lot. Um but there are some really fire games there. You know, Kana maybe isn't quite that pedigree, but I know like we really enjoyed people, it over here. Up. Yeah. Yeah. For, and it was, honest, it's a really good game. The thing is you go through this, it's it's crazy to me to look at this infographic and have that of like, oh, well, yeah, Chicory. Oh, Bug Snacks. And then I know I feel like that, Bug Snacks like, is a 75 also. I feel like it would have been, which like that's the other yeah. thing too. Like some of these are not crazily impressive on the Metacritic, but I loved Bug Snacks. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, mad, I'm mad at the Pathless The Pathless Metacritic I think is criminally low. That game was fucking off, off the chain criminally is a little strong for me but i see what you mean i feel like that game does not get enough love uh, criminally um, I, I said it from where i would want to have it but i get what you mean like i feel like people slept on the path list so what if all the i had no idea chicory was in 87 that's outrageous i mean don't get me wrong i yeah. <laughs> i played it and i enjoyed it but i mean like you talk about a metacritic and how hard it is to get a like a, mm-hmm. i would say above 83 honestly yeah. but like the fact that they were there you i wonder how many people reviewed it not that that matters in terms of but that's usually how you can get a, a better Metacritic. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like there were a good amount of people reviewing it, but what's still to me more in, impressive in a way is the amount, not that, well, I feel like this probably happens to some degree, right? Like people are human and humans have errors. Like human. I think it's easy to quote unquote easy to like say an indie darling is an indie darling when the world already decided it. There were so many reviewers that I knew off the cuff. No one knew what chicory was. No one played it that were like, 
I'm telling you right now, I'm about to drop a review that's for a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. And it was like, oh, man. And that was like, they didn't have anyone to like, there was no, oh, we're saying it because everyone agreed. Like, that was out the gate. There were so many reviewers that hit that game with a nine or higher. Um, And I mean, as they should, Chicory is a freaking fantastic game. And and even like Solar Ash, I know, well, bless, you've reviewed Solar Ash. What did you give it again? I forget. (laughs) Uh, That was before we were doing scores, but I I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. Um, Yeah, yeah. Other than that bug you had at the end. But I'm enjoying Solar Ash. Other than the bug that wiped my save. (laughs) Quite a bit. Um, Heavenly Bodies, I'm not done with that because... um, I don't know. Isaiah doesn't want to play it, even though I left it installed. But I like Heavenly Bodies a lot. I shouted out that game, I think, when uh, we were doing the list, Blessing, back when it was uh, just you and me, you know, the golden era of PS I Love You, when it was just me and Bless. Yeah, uh, yeah, building the list. Lots of good memories here. Like, I'm looking at this, and I'm not going to lie. Fisk, I know some people like Fisk. I haven't played it yet. Maybe I would I was, like that I one was too. Like, looking forward to it until like it came out. I think other games are out, and I never got around to. But that was yeah. what I was keeping an, an, an eye on. It looks cool, and I, I think to your point, right? You're talking about the the indies that they're publishing, or not publishing, but the indies that they're promoting on the platform hitting. I do think that <clears throat> I think I do appreciate and curious. I the thing I'm also curious about when it comes to PlayStation indies is the fact that I think there's there tends to be a quality, uh, both in terms of you know how good the games are when they come out uh, usually but then also in terms of budget and production that exists within PlayStation Indies where a lot of these games almost sit at like double A like almost mm-hmm. double A yeah. you know like Chicory is a chick is a is an indie ass indie game but I look at the pathless and when you look at the pathless that game is gorgeous like that is a th- 3D game right like in terms of like 3 3D graphics you guys get what i mean right like yeah, 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 third, third person puzzle game exploration with a world that is vast in like landmass and has a lot to do. You know, that game looks and plays incredibly. Uh, 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 going through, right? Kana is another one that that was one of the best looking gorgeous. games of that year. It is a gorgeous Same thing game. for Sifu, same thing for Stray. And I think, yeah, back to the thing of like, you know, are we in a golden age for indies, period, let alone PlayStation indies? You know, Janet, you said it's kind of an unfair thing to judge, right? Or like, and you're right. And I think that's part of it. But I mean, I would say, yeah, and you know, in five years, hopefully we will be as well. But part of it is the fact that you look at these box arts of games, and like for me to sit here and compare this to Geometry Wars and Super and Championship Sprint and Super Rub a Dub and all the other fucking indies that were coming out on, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, the old days, old, old days of Xbox Live and PS, the PlayStation Store, when the PlayStation Store was just a web browser on the PlayStation 3 that you went through. Like, it's ridiculous to sit here and be like, these are, and I, 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 this is something I haven't probably used in nearly a decade. These are real ass games, right? These are full games. These aren't, oh, it's going to be indie game of the year. Oh, it's going to be in the conversation for indie. It's it's great down for a downloadable game. Like we're talking about all these games being amazing. Like Sifu yeah. like, is going to be on Blessings list. Stray is going to be on your list. Like that's fucking outrageous and awesome and great. Yeah, if, it's if kind indie of wild. Was in our, if indie wasn't in our, in our vocabulary, right? I think you give anybody Stray and they just go, Oh, it's a video game. Like, oh, this sure. is a great like AAA. Sure, 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 sure. Maybe they don't think AAA, but they think like, oh, it's a full video game. If you gave me Sifu when I was a kid, I would have played. I, I mean, Sifu honestly looks better than anything I played when I was a kid. But even still, right, I would have been like, oh, this is a, this is a video game. This is a, this is a full yep. ass thing. But sorry, Jane, I cut you off. No, it's all good. Um, I was just gonna echo that. It, these games, despite them all like being indie games, they're all very different games. So I think there's also like a great breadth in this collection that we're looking at. But also, I think it's wild that they're so different, have a, you know, a range of Metacritic scores. But I like 
every single one of these games. Like, and I've beaten almost all of these games. The only one that I don't have anything to say on is Fist because I, I literally haven't played it, so I cannot form an opinion on it. Um, but everything else, like, I played and enjoyed, um, which is just, like, I don't know. I think that also speaks to the just like the breadth of the work and as well as the quality of the work so yeah like i looking at this it just makes me it does make me excited for what's to come and i'm enjoying oh, yeah. the indies that they're putting out and hopefully they'll be you know beefing up like playstation extra as well and i think it's funny to sit here and be like oh yeah it's doing great while well, we also are like it could be better because i think both can totally be true and should be true um i think even if we i don't know if playstation somehow did everything we ever wanted we would just think of more things we'd want you know, and I think it's part of wanting I want. folders. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, some of, it is, <laughs> some of it is easier than other things that you guys named. But yes, like that is to me part of both being, you know, a look looking at PlayStation for everything that it is, which is also including the things that it isn't. So I think it's it's fine to sit here and like praise these games and say that there's some fire stuff. But it's also fine to look over and say, OK, how can we get more? How do I want more? And what ways can they like? you know take hades off that playstation indies like page on their website and put something that i haven't seen yet or that is less talked about and kind of create a more core identity because i think at this point we know there are playstation indies here we review them often talk about them often but it's like how do we really make the playstation indie brand like synonymous with mm -hmm. being a playstation fan in a bigger and better way that both serves the consumer but also works to better support the developers um I think, that they also have in their wheelhouse i think playstation extra is that angle I think, you know, you look through this list of stuff that's still coming, Little Devil Inside, and this is, again, very specific PlayStation indie partnerships. Uh, Little Devil Inside, Oxenfree 2, Samurai Gun 2, Rollerdrome, Season, Chia, Inscription, Humanity, Noor, and then uh, Goodbye Volcano High. I look at that and I wonder how many of those will be day and date or how many will have a drastic discount or something to that effect, right? Because it's, yeah. as I've always talked about with indies, right, the problem is, and it's what the article was talking about earlier, how do you surface that information to the mainstream? millions of people have playstations in their house how do you make that make sense to poe you know what i mean when he turns it on to go play lego star wars with his son how do you get something like stray in front of him and make it matter and we've seen that you know with the way your home screen pops and all these what's new things and i think if he's subscribing to playstation plus and there's going to be these things like this would be the way to do it of hey don't forget this free game and to blessing's point you download it you turn it on and you don't go oh this is some this is a, somebody's passion project. You go, oh, this is a video game. I don't know the difference between this, that, and the other. It's just yeah. there. Like I think about how many TikToks I see of like people modding Sifu and shit, and like that goes out to so many people, and they don't look at that and go, oh, an indie game. They look at that and go, yep. oh, what the fuck video is that game. video game? Like I want to, I want to play that shit. And you know, I think when it, to to the original question of is it a gold nature of PlayStation indies? Part of that for me is is PlayStation the best play, place to to play indies, or at the very least, like a viable place to play indies compared to even other platforms. And I come down on that too, where I think PlayStation plus extra is hopefully is that. And I think that's something they've been building up for a while is in the past couple of years, PlayStation plus base <laughs> essential has been pretty incredible in terms of a lot of games coming, coming day, day and date games like maquette games, like destruction, all stars games, like bug snacks. I know not all of them are hits, but a lot of, a lot of them have been new and a lot of them are getting that PlayStation push. Yeah. And looking at the list of the slate of upcoming games, a lot of these games look like they are going to be good. Like, I don't see any Destruction All-Stars here. Um, maybe if I look closer. <laughs> no, I don't see any Destruction All-Stars here. Um, and, like, yeah, but those have PlayStation Extra integration. If they're there day and date, I think that's going to be, uh, be strong. We have a question about indies, but we're going to save it for the post-show. 
But we will have to make some hard decisions for a PlayStation sale. Post, 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 post. But now let me remind you, of course, you can get that post show over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You know what else happens on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games? You can write in to be part of the show. You could be a Patreon producer. You could be watching live just like Omega Buster is. Piano Fish Tank is. My dog Nick 96 is. Of course, you get the show ad free. Of course, you get it with the post show. Of course, you can watch us record the X-Cast tomorrow, Gamescast next week, all that jazz. But for right now, you're not watching on Patreon. So here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Athletic Greens for sponsoring this episode. I started taking AG1 because I'm not a big pill guy. I don't want to spend a lot of time on extra things, but I wanted to make sure that I was taking care of my health. Now, I've been using it the last couple months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has a fun tropical taste that I actually look forward to in the morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focused, and aging. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny shout out to expressvpn for sponsoring this episode when you use the bathroom you always close the door behind you right well you don't want random passerbyers looking in on you so why would you let people look in on you when you go online your internet service provider knows every single website you visit expressvpn puts a stop to this it creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone i use expressvpn on all my devices whether it's my phone my desktop uh all everything anytime i'm using the internet just because i am trying to stay as safe as possible the best part is using expressvpn is as easy as closing the bathroom door you just fire up the app you click one button and you're protected. It is so easy. It's the biggest button in the world. One click, you're done. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself today by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. You can use our link, expressvpn.com slash kind of funny, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Are people still trying to make plans with you this summer? As if you aren't booked and busy already. But thankfully, Me Undies wants to help make this summer the most comfortable one you will never forget. Because when you're living your best life, the last thing you want to worry about is butt sweat. And I know that from experience. But you know what? Me Undies has always been there to help me. I'm always wearing my Me Undies shirts, my lounge pants, my lounge shorts, my Undies themselves, the socks. I'm a Me Undies fanboy. Wouldn't have it any other way. I just absolutely love the socks soft micro modal fabric find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes extra small all the way up to 4xl meundies has a great offer for all of you out there for any first time purchasers you can get 15 off for a limited time if you sign up for the free to join meundies membership you get 25 off your first membership item to get 50 off your order 25 off your first membership item and 100 satisfaction guarantee go to meundies.com slash kind of funny that's meundies.com slash kinda funny blessing what happened this week in playstation uh i want to start start off with the question what do we want from bruce straley's new studio i asked this because this last week it was reported from tom ivan i did not record the website but i'll do that in a second uh tom ivan wrote about how a former uncharted in the last was director bruce straley has started a new studio 
Nighthawk veteran Bruce Straley has announced his return to game development with a new studio called Wildflower Interactive. Straley spent 18 years in Naughty Dog, where he served as co-game director on Uncharted 2, uh, The Last of Us, and Uncharted 4 before stepping away from game development five years ago. Quote, in 2017, I left the industry not sure if I wanted to make games anymore, he said in a video game, he said in a, in a video announcing his new venture. Quote, but the longer I was away, I kept thinking about this medium and everything, everything yet to be done and everything I wanted to do still. And this idea kept following me so i grabbed some friends and we started prototyping and the idea started getting good it started becoming exciting again and i realized i need to make this game but if i'm going to make this game it means i have to build a team uh, he continued quote and if i and if i build a team i have to build a company and well if we're going to do that then we have to do it the right way it has to be inclusive equitable and collaborative full of big-hearted people that want to grow both professionally and personally the culture needs to be as iterative as the as the way we make games end quote according to wildflowers website the studio is making small-ish creatively charged uniquely stylized games that explore the possibilities of the medium the existing team uh, the existing team has worked on the call of duty series the pathless abzu astroneer and Kana bridge of spirits uh Straley said quote we've got an exciting partner that supports what we're doing and is going to help us uh, reach the broadest uh, audience possible end quote and uh, uh that was from tom ivan at vgc who wrote that now i want to start from the end here Right, Bruce Straley, formerly of Naughty Dog, who made Uncharted, who helped direct Uncharted and The Last of Us, has created a new studio and says that we've got an exciting partner that supports what we're doing and is going to help us reach the broadest audience possible. Are they partnering with PlayStation? Great question, right? Because this is the kind of shit that people always say. It's not epic. (laughs) You think that? It's I because it could be Xbox too. I could see it being all these people. Oh. I just don't think it is. I don't know why. Um, I know people are going to be like, it's because you're a hater. It's because you're a whatever. I just don't. I just don't think so. My guess would be Epic or PlayStation. Mm. I think I, I I would bet PlayStation and I'm not I don't have any. I don't think it's because you worked there before or anything like that. I'm, I'm sure there's inroads because of it. I just feel like coming off of what we just talked about with all the indies and stuff like that, the the way they talk about it smallish creatively charging it reminds me a lot of how haven sounded when it was starting up right like you know again art for art's sake kind of thing we're artists we want to make cool stuff which is awesome and i love those kind of games obviously it strikes me as what vibes with playstation to a, a degree and I, it could easily be epic yeah it could easily be microsoft it could be phil spencer throwing around some money getting them but i bet I think it's too, be PlayStation. If, if we continue to work backwards looking at like the back of the team's baseball card with like some exceptions, right? Like COD, um, Pathless, Abzu, yeah. Astroneer, Kana. It's like, you know, PlayStation, PlayStation, again, PlayStation. doesn't necessarily mean, if anything, you know, that could cut either way. It could mean, yeah, we'd love to work with PlayStation again and they want us. It could be, I'm good, you know, like I don't, I don't know what they want, you know, creatively and, and professionally as a unit and also what's feasible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously them not partnering with PlayStation doesn't mean that PlayStation isn't interested in the project or, or what they're doing. It just means that that's not the partnership that ended up working out. Um, you know, a lot of times this thing comes down to just what ends up aligning, um, given all of the kind of behind the scenes stuff that we're often not privy to. So, yeah, but I am interested to see what that partnership looks like. But it does feel like we saw this before with Haven. So PlayStation, I think, is a good 
a good guess for that reason. And and that's my thing, right? Like I PlayStation was my go-to for the question, partly because we're on a PlayStation podcast and you know, I gotta keep it spicy. We gotta keep those talking points hot. But also because Speaking of how where'd you get that cool merch? Oh man, Patreon not Patreon, the the what kind of funny.com store. store. We bought got a shirt to kinda I've been I haven't pimped the store in a minute. Um but yeah, like, you know, I look at the way they're announcing themselves and it one it reminds me of Haven, but then also it lines up a lot with PlayStation seemingly partnering a lot with these studios that are led by these people that we know creatively, right? Like they have the game, the Haven is literally Jade Raymond, but then you go through the list of these PlayStation partnered studios that they're doing that aren't PlayStation owned, they're not PlayStation studios, but they're PlayStation, they're partnering with these smaller studios that are working on interesting things. So you have that, you have Deviation, you have, uh, oh man, I always mix them up. There's, it's either Fire Walk or Fire Sprite. One of them is indie. <laughs> like one of them is partnering with PlayStation to make a cool smaller game as well. Um, I think this lines up with that methodology, and we haven't heard about one of those in a while. Um, and what I think it was um, Housemark that had the like very similar phrasing too. When I'm they very were impressed, about- I was I was waiting for you to stop so I could throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. Long, if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, back when they were like, "Hey, arcade's dead. We're making this multiplayer thing," and then uh, you know, months later, maybe a year, or whatever, it was they like, you know what? We're done. <laughs> We're done with that thing. We have a partner who's super stoked about our next thing. We're doing that with them, and that turned out to be Returnal before they got bought. Yeah, and that's it's so one for one that at this point I'm I'm banking money on PlayStation. Of course, I it could be Xbox, right? It could be a hey, they made Uncharted and they made these other cool games on PlayStation. Let's try and get that competition going. Could be Epic. It could be a number of things, but I. Oh, like I will bet money on PlayStation at this point. I, just I, to bring I, it I up real quick because it it always confuses me, and I, I just want to be clear. Mm-hmm. Fire Sprite. Is a PlayStation studio, a first-party studio. Okay. Firewalk is in a publishing partnership with Sony Interactive for the AAA multiplayer game. Thank you. Okay. So they're both, yeah. I mean, you know, you can play it fast and lose really. One's completely owned. One's just making a PlayStation game, but. Yeah. Right. And like one of the, Firewalk is the one that I was trying to pull for like partnership, you know, of, of, of this level. Um, but working our way, our, our, our way back, right? They're working on a smallish, creatively charged, uniquely stylized game that explores the possibilities of the medium. What do you want that to be, right? Like Bruce Straley, again, formerly of Naughty Dog, did Uncharted, did Last of Us, is working on a brand new game. Janet, what would you want? Ooh. Uh, I'm oh obviously I want what you know whatever they want to make but that's like such a boring answer. I honestly when I look at their website the first game I think of is Flower, not just because mm. it's called Wildflower but because of the animations that they have going on. If I'm thinking about a uniquely stylized, creatively char- that's every game. Okay, Kana Abzu. Yeah. I want something. I want a game where there is an emphasis on locomotion not necessarily a platformer but i want a game where it feels good through to move through space and time because i think that is what the path this does i think abzu does that but with opposite energy where abzu is a very calm way to move through space and the pathless is a very chaotic way to move through space so that's what i want and i want it i, I don't want to just say like the art style of what they have on the site though i feel like that is kind of so they got this they got this interesting like life is strange one doodle vibe on their mm. website I want this to be a a game again a game with an emphasis on movement, uh, but not necessarily super challenging. That plays with um, the presentation. So I want some stuff to have like that interesting like hand drawn animation moment, but then I want like a shock where I'm like taken out of that art style into something else, kind of similar to that indie that I think got shown off for Nintendo, where you're like in the book and then you're out of the book. I don't know if y'all know what game I'm talking about, but that's that's my. That's me quickly making it up. And it's divided into chapters, and there's five chapters. 
That's the you game. gotta love five, five chapters is the best, you know. Not Back too much, not too little. You feel like you, can't, you can't, you don't want to do it all when sitting. You could, but you don't want mm-hmm. to. You want to yeah. spread it out. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's the game. Spot. Yes. Oh my god, what a good oh, Plucky Squire. Plucky Squire. It's a uh, Devolver Squire. Digital. Yes. yes. Mm, yeah. Devolver Digital. Yeah. So I want. I'm that's saying. what I'm thinking. So it's like Plucky Squire meets. <laughs> no one was fully recording the show. Just have Pavlis. Yeah. On Discord. No one knows where we're talking. I don't be like. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Man, Devolver Digital has the stuff. Anna Perna stepping up. Fish tank in the chat's not gonna pop up. Be like, you, you're right, bless. I feel like. <laughs> right, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think after after most things, you could say that's what I'm saying or that's what I'm talking about, and people know what you're talking. You know, because you're like. It's like, yeah, like that's yeah, just like you a know longer, what yeah. he's actually referencing. Like, you guys right? know what I'm referencing. Well, it's a, here's the thing. And this is what's ruined now because Greg had to explain it. But it's it was working on two levels because like we knew because we knew. But even if you didn't know, you still got the same sentiment. And that's why it worked. Mm. But anyway, that's the game. Blessing. What is this game? Ooh, I don't know. See, as you're as we we're, were talking just now, I was looking through the website and trying to find like they have the list of people that that work there right uh right now and what they do but like there's not an easy way to f- flip and see like okay what was their past work and so i'm like looking at the artist i'm like all right what did, what did they do art on did they do art on pathless or did they do art on flower because this is important um and so i was able to piece that together i'm sure if i spend time after this podcast i'll be able to do like some kind of conspiracy theory um but like in terms of what i want it's just, it's it's interesting because you know, again, I think Bruce Raley, I think of Uncharted because that's what he worked on, right, in, in The Last of Us. And I think ideally I would like more of those kinds of games with that kind of direction that said they're talking about something um, uh, stylized. They're so- talking about something creative. They're talking about something. They're making it – they said smallish, right? Like they're not going to have something of the size and scope of Uncharted. I think this is going to be more of an artsy game. Um and with that, you know, like with this team, sure, like make another Pathless type game, make another, uh, like another Solar Ash type game. Like I like those games that are locomotion driven, where the, the part of the fun itself is the movement of the game. And I, you know, for what I watched the video that Bruce Raley put out on the company website, um, or on the YouTube channel, and it, he he sounds like he's in his I want to make some art bag. You know, he doesn't sound like oh, he's yeah. trying to you know, take back the world or like create the next big thing. Well, this is what it's- happens to everybody, right? You go, I should say, this is what happens to everybody who gets to the top of the top for AAA games mm. is that you burn the fuck out. You, you walk away and then you're like, you know what? Well, I'm stupid. I want to make video games. I just want to make something. And you come back and you make something small. Yeah. Or if you're Ken Levine, you say that and then you never come back. <laughs> you say 100%. at one point, I'm going to play and make a Vita game. Then you're like, you know what? We're laying everybody off. We're going to make a smaller game. And then we never hear from you again. But it's like, that's what I think you're getting here. What, real quick, my thing, what I think you're going to get from this is something super small, set in nature, a nature focused kind of thing. I don't know Beautiful. if it's necessarily like flower that you are nature, but maybe, I think the world's going to be a big thing. And I think it's going to have a big childlike sense of wonderment. I think it's going to mm. have that, like, you're in a co- coloring book. The way everything like a moves. Genie. Yeah, but I think even more than that, like more movement of nature there. You know, I think I know this is a weird and abstract way to put it, I guess. But think of like the mechanic of following the wind in Ghost, uh, Sushima. Mm. But think of that as like the world all the time. You like play it, a that vibrant living dream. around you. What? And a when the kid daydream. looks at different, and when the kid looks at different things in nature, you are like kind of transported to those. Sure. There it is. There it areas. is. Um, so Published there you go. By Annapurna. Uh, yeah which it could go either way it could go either way on how that turns out um 
but yeah, that's the game. Um, you're welcome. They're like, actually, we had nothing in mind. We were waiting for podcasters to tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were, you're welcome. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, is it obviously it's not everyone's dream, but I feel like isn't it the ultimate creative thing to be like, now I just do my art and whatever yeah, weird I idea. But also everyone's getting paid still. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the, that's the thing. I mean, that's, that's what Hideo Kojima's doing. Like that's Randy is that is not what we're doing? Is that not what Patreon is? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. hey, like let me do my weird art, and then people are like, yeah, and you're like, yeah, and that's it. And that's that's great. So I love that for them. Hope hope the game comes out and is yeah. dope. But we'll see. Have have fun, Bruce. Really, have fun in your have in your artist area area era. Uh, let's talk about Discord because Discord. Don't get me going. Discord. Is coming to Xbox before PlayStation? Question mark, question mark, question mark. How, what, and why? I'm pulling from The Verge, uh, who wrote this story. This is Ash Parrish and uh, Tom Warren. Discord and Microsoft are bringing Discord calls, uh, Discord voice calls to, to the Xbox. Uh, the feature available now to Xbox insiders and coming soon to the rest of us will allow, us, will allow users to connect to Discord voice chats from their Xbox, facilitating all kinds of cross-platform play shenanigans. The process of connecting your Xbox and Discord accounts and starting up a voice chat is pretty involved. Uh, first, you have to download the Xbox mobile app as you'll use your phone to transfer Discord calls to an Xbox. Then you have to uh, connect your Xbox to a, uh, your Xbox account to your Discord one. Once that's done, uh, you're, uh, whenever you want to talk with your Discord homies on Xbox, you can start a Discord call, then hit the transfer to Xbox button, choose an Xbox console on the <laughs> Xbox mobile app. I said Xbox a lot, and you're done. Xbox, uh, Xbox, Xbox. Xbox. Uh, Microsoft and Discord will start rolling out this new integration to select Xbox Insider today, and it'll expand to more testers in the coming weeks. And I know if you're listening, you're probably like, why are we doing this Xbox story? You said Xbox a thousand times. Well, if you remember, PlayStation invested heavily in Discord. To More get than Discord. one year ago. <laughs> Very long ago to get Discord heavily integrated into PlayStation. Uh, Greg Miller, why is Discord coming to play coming to Xbox before what PlayStation? The fuck. God damn it, son of a bitch. Remember, <laughs> yeah, in May 2021, this gets announced. Announcing <laughs> PlayStation's new partnership with Discord. And we're like, this is huge. We're like, there was like, is this going to replace voice chat and parties on PlayStation? We're like, no, absolutely not. But it hopefully will get its own app and you'll be able to use it and yada, yada, yada. And then fucking radio silence for months. Then finally, they're like, hey, great news, everybody. You can start linking your Discord to your PSN. So when you're on Discord, it'll show what game you're playing or whatever. And we're all like, oh, okay, well, at least something's happening. The ball's moving. We understand good things take time. And then I'm fucking roll out of bed today. What do I got to see? Xbox over here beating their chest with a goddamn Discord. What did ha? How? Why? What happened? Janet, What's the what, point of spending all this money if you don't get the exclusivity out of it? The lifting is so heavy that they're still doing it. Um, that's at least, I guess, like me and Bless's conspiracy theory or theory that we had from KFGD of, yeah, maybe they're just... Ha hopefully like my hope is that when it does come to playstation it will be better and not that this is not to say like i just need it to be better than xbox because like I, that's what i need in my life i just mean that the xbox part that's lacking is having an app on the console so i'm hoping that playstation will have the app on the console and that maybe that's why it's taking longer and that it's just going to be like a slowly rolled out thing and i i think that's about it but it was that is why it was surprising and it was funny to see you know we did like the kfgd episode with a story um, and of course, you know, like I, I hang out in the comments sometimes and I'll be like, oh, thanks for watching, listening, da, da, da. Um, and then occasionally, you know, there's some stuff there that I'm like, I'll just keep scrolling. And people are like, why are you so mad over this? Like, you just hate it. I'm like, it's not because I hate Xbox. It's because, I mean, it doesn't help me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it's because <laughs> it's surprising because of the partnership. Like, that's the story here and what's intriguing about it. Um, and that's kind of like 
where it begins and ends, right? It's just an odd thing to have happened because you wouldn't expect it based on everything else we know. It feels like there's a glitch in the matrix or something, which happens pretty often in life anyway. So I'm not totally shocked. Matrix? Um, do I think? Hmm, so, I don't. I don't know. I'm not ready to say yes because I feel like that's very oh, tinfoil yeah. hat. Get, get that but tinfoil at the hat same out. time, at the same time, like there's like a girl that walks out on my block very frequently with her skateboard and her dog each time. You know, there's some stuff that just feels mm. like the same. You know what I mean? That's what Let you me... pull. That's what you pull. This is one girl who skateboards with a dog. That's like, you're like, that ain't right. <laughs> First of all, that synopsis sounds awesome. Second of all, um, yeah, there's just cer certain things that feel a little too convenient. Who's to say that this isn't just like a big thing of the Sims? But I don't care either way because I'm living you my life with until me and I, we, I die or We dissolve. say the same things on different shows or like when you before you enter a call, we say that we describe the Devolver the same way. But what you yeah. pull is awkward is that a woman next to you has a dog and a skateboard. That's what is weird to you. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of things going schedule. on. I can, I can point to that's the thing. I'm like, Yo, she's always leaving at 8.55 in the morning. <laughs> Sometimes oh. it's not the same time. It's just like I feel like whenever I'm there, like it's like a, it's like an, it like spawns in, you know. Sure, um, sure, sure. So there's, there's a bit of NPCs. that. Yeah. Though also, to real quick, a shot to me and Greg being the same person. Um, I forgot what game it was with, but my brother was like, "Well, if you're like Greg and you and I are the same, that means I also am Greg." But <laughs> the transitive property so is like, we'll see what Greg thinks of this, and then I can just we're all saving time based on just if we all play enough of the games, we'll figure it out. Morty episode where there's just a hundred Gregs, and I don't like it. That, that's a great text message thread here's where we could divide and conquer question, and everybody plays different games and watches different things and comes together and like here's our opinion like and we're just like great i have an opinion this is getting ahead of what what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna save it we've I'm lost the thread it. i don't know if we have a thread anymore i forget the what the point is story i is. am surprised that's the end thing is this shocking is this whatever surprised hopefully this means that the playstation integration will be freaking amazing and flawless because it's taking so long and soon fingers crossed that's the thread. I hope so. Like, I my prediction is that we'll get it sometime in 2023. Um, I think that they're, yeah, I, I would, I would imagine that they're working hard on it and making it actual, you know, deep integration within PlayStation. Um, I don't, like, I don't know if it's going to replace what we have currently in voice chat, but I wouldn't mind yeah, it because Discord is, is is really great. Um, and I, like. <clears throat> excuse me i think that would be the thing that would make it make sense if they're like really going above and beyond with it and like um this xbox thing is more so of a no we want to get discord apps on all consoles or discord integration some to some level on all consoles but playstation is getting the good stuff maybe that's what what's happening maybe it is just a i don't know man the playstation button broke at discord and they forgot to to fix it and it's gonna come later who knows but yeah, I'm jealous, Xbox. So have fun with your Discord. Hopefully, we get there soon. Uh, one more story for PlayStation updates. What cool things, or what, sorry, what cool things can you do with PlayStation toys and board games? I ask this question because Sony, Sony's partnering up with Spin Master. I'm reading from Rachel Kayser at GamesBeat. Spin Master today announced it has entered a new licensing agreement with PlayStation. The former toy, the former is the toy licensee for first-party PlayStation titles, meaning it will make merch for several of Sony Interactive Entertainment's biggest brands. Uh, Spin Master rose success, success thanks to properties like Paw Patrol, and it, <clears throat> excuse me, it has been expanding its. Uh, 
Man, Greg, what are you doing to me? God damn. No, it's happening. Oh, you. It's happening. Oh, it man. Followed. I hope you uh, ordered your exams from the government. Oh, man. We did. Oh, Michael did. I'll just steal his. Uh, Spin Master rose to success to properties, uh, thanks to properties like Paw Patrol, and has been expanding its interest in gaming recently. In 2021, it created a $100 million, uh, $100 million fund, uh, Spin Master Ventures, to invest in toys, entertainment, and digital games. The PlayStation centric toy line is expected to launch sometime in spring 2024. Of course, Roger's been uh, going scrolling through a show us some of what Spin Master has done before. They seem they seem to have partnerships with like Netflix and other brands as well. Um, they got hella board games. You know, they got a Candyland. They got Clue. They got the a Curb Your Enthusiasm, a role playing game. Apparently, Janet, what PlayStation board game or toy do you want? I want. Um... I'm looking through their actual like toys and game section and seeing the type of things they make, and I'm just trying to think of silly integrations with playstation ip like uh the they have like the little air hog like spinny things i want that but with um i don't know like aloy's glider or something like i want silly weird fun stuff um just because why not i mean give me give me the the god of war sewing machine why not let me make a, a like a, a leviathan scrunchie like get get weird with it um mm. but on a more like what i would care about as like a person that has a shelf of garbage behind me yeah. i would want maybe oh it's tough maybe like some things that have like a light practical application like themed i have a like some fidget like type things like i have like the like a it's not i don't have a how was it called it's, it's not good. slime but it's something similar um, to that like yes. funky stuff like that um you know i have a magic eight ball like gudatama the lazy egg guy give me like something funky like that but with a playstation ip would be what i personally want as a consumer but also as someone that wants to save money maybe i don't need any of these things and that you could just not just make stuff for kids or something that i won't won't need to be bothered with it but I mean, you definitely won't need any of this stuff we can all guarantee you but that's not what this some is about some things i do need though like you ever like what's the last do y'all not have here's the thing because you guys don't really have as much garbage i feel like anymore do you not see something and you're like there's no doubt in my mind that i'm getting this because that was me with like they dropped a bunch of uh vinyls of chicory yeah. instant instant buy oh dude i dropped like eight dollars on vinyl Every now and then, I got <laughs> I got an Annapurna uh, like game collection. Oh, you got an Annapurna game collection. I got an Annapurna. Oh, I wanted game that too. I saw huh. that. I wanted that, but I'm like, I already have these. Games, it is, so. it's interesting. Yeah, Blessing got the Annapurna thing. Chat, you know, you know. Wait, what's the Patreon chat doesn't know about that? No, no nobody no. does. It's back you to the reference earlier with the Devolver so thing. Here's the, the thing. Before the show, they were having a conversation on Annapurna versus Devolver Digital on like who has the heat more. I, the point I was making is that. I think modern we give modern Annapurna too much credit because now for the last we're not, couple of we're years, not doing this now. This is a conversation for a different way. We've had too many misses. Okay, so um, uh, here's what I here's what I'll say. What I want, I'll like a little big planet board game. I think that'd be fun. What I think we're for Dude. sure gonna get, and I didn't I didn't play Machine or I didn't like Machine Strike that much in Horizon. Oh god! But I get right. I would put money down on they're going to make a physical version of Machine okay. Strike. Hold on though. How much did you guys play Machine Strike? Just enough for the first thing. I know I have to okay. go back for the, tr yeah. get the trophy for it. Or I did like a couple of the tutorial ones, and I was like, no. Okay, here's the thing. I feel like it kind of hits Loki. I don't know. I don't know. Call me crazy. I think if you actually give it a chance, like really play through it more, which I don't fault you for not because I didn't either. I kind of liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I don't know. See, Dude, would I you buy a physical one? 
I think I would. It's it's tough because like you just know Isaiah's gonna serve me some L's if we buy that game because he's better at like physical like board games than me by like a lot. Um, but yeah, I think I would. I really like Horizon. It's probably I think at this point one of my favorite IPs. I guess um, kind of that relationship kind of snuck up on me. But yeah, I, I've loved both the games. I think so I would. I, I think I would buy it. Look at it and think about what Spin Master is gonna do, right? Because you're you guys are hung up on games, which obviously they invest in toys entertainment and digital games right uh i think the toys are simple right you make a playstation line and it's all the main characters so it's everybody in the you know the movie bumper uh, that goes before so ratchet clank aloy uh nathan drake kratos and atreus obviously uh when you look at what they already have oh yeah i sent this one over uh spin master did the bat the batman toys they had sent me a package so i there's you know right there you got the car with little batman you got the big batman guy shit like that i'm sure like aloy and a giant machine like we're talking about right like kind of spin off that it'll be interesting to see which universes they invest in to actually make like a more of a line than just the mascot characters but if we're going with the entertainment part of it right invest in entertainment of it i look at some of the games here and i think like they're big on like your trivia game nights or trivia game nights right so like like netflix trending now card game for you know it's like trying to figure out what's big on Netflix and shit like that. Like I could see them doing stuff like that with PlayStation and PlayStation trivia cards against humanity knockoff. This, you know, themed God, like PlayStation stuff so much. Of course we would. Yeah. That's, that uh, hey, what do we want to do for topic of the show? We got no ideas. We'll play the PlayStation card game again. Oh my God. <laughs> I always imagine? thought it'd be, I've always wanted like a video game version of timeline. Have either of you played timeline before? No, I don't know what that is. Super simple game. You're just putting things in order in a timeline. So they have okay. them themed on different stuff. They have like a general history one. They have like um, one that's uh, themed on inventions. So basically you all get like, I'm making up the numbers because I don't remember offhand, but like, oh, we all get like five cards. And like, if we put down it in the wrong spot in the timeline, we have to like take another card or something like that. And the goal is to like finish your hand first. But as you go, like stuff becomes like easier or harder. So it's like, okay, America was formed versus like 9-11 happened. I think I know the order of those. That seems pretty obvious, pretty but it gets obvious. more tricky when it's like, oh, I know this was like in 2008 or like in the 2000s because it was like around the recession, but I don't know which one can and you know, you kind of play that game. So I always thought like having a video game version of that would be super fun if they did one with like PlayStation history. Yeah, that could be cool. I can see that. Like, I feel like Death Stranding would be hard mode because like I know what happened in that game. I couldn't tell you what order anything happened. Oh, Shit like, oh, off. that'd be a next level. I didn't even think of that where it's like game specific. That might be too specific. Oh, yeah, I would that I thought that's where you're going. Like, what was the lore? Like, okay. when did certain events and games happen? If nothing like, when else. Did God, when did Kratos get the Leviathan Axe? Or, and shit now, like obviously, that? we have to check the legality because I don't want to get sued. Um, or I don't, I don't want us to get sued because then maybe you guys have to be like, you have to let me go or something. But um, we should do, if we're allowed to, that for when the studio opens back up. We make our own of these different games and we try to, like, timeline the games out. Ooh. That actually sounds like a great topic that we should do for the show at some point. Okay. Write it down oh, yeah. in the in the book, the wish book. Yeah, give Dream me Astrobot Kinetic Sand, uh, Spin Master. You're already making Kinetic Sand. Make some more. <laughs> now well, let's move on to PlayStation Fix. <laughs> now it's time for PlayStation Fix. This is where we talk about what's coming out this week, and uh, each of us uh, talk about the one thing we picked to play on PlayStation. Starting with the drop this week, we got Endling 
Extinction is forever. Uh, as the last mother fox on Earth, your cubs need all your care to survive in a merciless world that slowly destroys itself. You have to help them, teach them, and save them. Uh, and you should never forget that Extinction is forever. Uh, also, yeah, right? It's kind of brutal. Uh, you're getting Stray. Uh, that came out on PS5 and PS4, Tuesday, July 19th. And don't forget, that's part of PlayStation Plus Extra. And so if you get that, you can get the game for a cheaper price. Uh, Capcom Arcade Second Stadium comes to PS4 on Thursday, July 21st danganronpa s ultimate summer camp comes to ps4 on thursday july 21st and then river city saga three kingdoms comes thursday uh july 21st uh let's start with greg what'd you pick to play on playstation this week i made good on my promise of being interested in mothman 1966 remember when i talked about this game no you were not last week okay it it was it came up and i was like i've been looking at forward to this one uh look at that i was gonna say bear sorry raj is running the ones and twos today he's got the trailer up already i'm gonna read you the official one here mothman 1966 the first visual novel in a series inspired by mid-20th century pulp fiction in 80s home computer graphics published by chorus worldwide and developed by lcb game studio investigates a bunch of paranormal anomalies if you're looking at it it should make more sense. If you're not, I'll read the next part of it, right? The idea is that you are, well, this is what I'm reading. I'm actually telling you. These four characters are who you play as. It's 11 chapters. It's a choose-your-own-adventure game. But as I described before, right, it looks like the game they play in the start and the end of the uh, of um, uh, Big, the one where you're talking to the wizard and you try to use your magic wand to unfreeze the thing. And they describe it officially as this. ZX Spectrum style 8-bit visuals and an ethereal low-fi low-fi soundscape. Observe uh, uh, obscure cryptids with binoculars and dive ever deeper into implausible mysteries, blurring the line between scientific fact and science fiction. When I saw the trailer that we just watched for it, I was like, "This looks awesome!" And it's that coin flip of this will be complete trash or really cool. Sent away from my code. Got it, Janet. Stop what you're doing and go get this game. Wow. It is, Finally. It, it is Every nine week bucks. I tune in to do my job and I'm like on the edge of my seat with these game wrecks. Okay. It's nine bucks. Uh it isn't super long. I I started it at lunch today. I'm in chapter seven. And, and like I said, there's eleven chapters. Uh I think I looked at how long to beat. They put it at an hour and a half just to finish. If you were gonna platinum it, uh, two hours and a little bit more. So you're not getting a lot out of it, but nine bucks. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, are we? Yeah. Are we, are we I don't want to. Li- I want these games to play themselves. This is why I have so much going on. <laughs> and the shorter, it, the better. And it is like again, choose your own adventure. If you like those kind of books, if you've enjoyed that kind of thing, if you enjoy that kind of storytelling, the gameplay of it, few and far between to an extent. You know, you are making choices as you play, but it's not like uh, As Us Falls or Life is Strange, where the story is branching. Yada yada yada. Like, you can make the wrong choice and get killed. Uh, and then it's like, okay, you have to retry or go back to the main menu. And you retry and try to figure your way out that way. You saw a couple of little gameplay mini games they have in there. There's a solitaire thing. So far, I've had to rearrange items on a shelf. There was one really annoying one I felt that I wasn't feeling of how to adjust my binoculars to actually see something in the distance. It was kind of clunky or whatever. Go ahead. Okay, last thing before, because you didn't beat it yet, right? Mm-mm. Is there a risk that this falls apart at the end? I don't think so, because I mean, so. Let me okay, get to I'm it, right? it. One of the things, again, they talk about it being a uh, a Pulp Fiction thing, right? It smacks of that, and I have enjoyed where I am so far. It is an episode of The X-Files, right? Look at, she did it. It's I an episode it. of The X-Files. It is a, you know, over-the-top thing, but it's like 
you're getting the you know the little the very 8-bit graphics at the top right the text is popping up and so much of it is like a novel where you know i'm playing the character uh vicky right or vic is what they keep calling her victoria i was like what's vic short for uh i'm playing victoria but even between the choosing dialogue options i'm reading what she's thinking right of like and it's, it reads like a novel of like, oh, you know, you're keeping this from him and you're not saying that and you really feel this way and your stomach churns and blah, blah. And it's like written very pulpy where it is like over the top teenage drama. But like from the moment, the opening chapter, which is the prologue, right, where the guy at the gas station is like just thinking about his grandma. I was like, oh, fuck, like I'm way into this. I'm way into this. So I'm having a great time with that. Uh, full disclosure, I'm playing on the Steam Deck. That's where I got my code originally for review. But I, I'm super stoked. I, I like it a lot. I, I, you know, tonight, probably, this is the next time I'll get time to play games once Benjamin goes down. I'm, I can't wait to finish it and see what's up. And it also gets me super excited is that they call it the first visual novel in a series. So oh, looks like there'll be more stuff from this. But it's set in 1966. Mothman's there, obviously. And, you know, through four different perspectives, we're on the case of doing it. And it's, it's got my attention. I'm really enjoying it. How, it's how new, long too, right? Hour and a half is what how long the beat says. Okay. That's tracking. You know what I mean? Again, where you get stuck and how many times, you know, you spend a little bit of a puzzle, maybe, you know, more or less. And then well, it looked, I looked at the trophy list because I was like, do I want to go back and play this uh, on PlayStation? It is like one of them is, uh, you know, have every, get every death possible. So I'm sure that would add the time of going through and doing it. Hell yeah. Janet, what'd you pick to play? I played more Fortnite. Um, I. Um, I'm in between. I'm kind of in between games because I'm working on a bunch of other stuff, so I haven't started anything new. Um, so on PlayStation, usually if I am playing something on PlayStation, is Fortnite. Um, I'm all in. The crew auto renewed, as I know you all would know that it was going to. Like I got the crew pass or whatever for like 10, 15 bucks or how much it is. So they gave me my V bucks, and what did I do? I went to the store and I immediately spent all the V bucks. I got a skin that's um, a woman who is uh, roller skating to Doja Cat's "Kiss Me More," and I was like, "This is great." Oh, now yeah. I will say I was I was bummed though because I didn't. And again, I'm like a Fortnite noob, so I'm sure this is obvious to people that have been playing for like a million years. But I was sad that that's just it's a skin specific emote. Because I wanted to put that emote on Spider-Man. And I, I'm a little sad that I can't. <laughs> um, like, are you joking? That's all I want. I did I did give her, though, like, the Spider-Man, like, jump or whatever. But, so, you know, you pick your battles. Um, but These it's emotes great. are starting to step up. Like, I know they, for a did while... Did you see the leak that great. they're going to have... Uh, I heard they're having DBZ characters next. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, oh that's, my it's a leak right now. It's a rumor. I, I don't know if it's going to be true, but, like... The, you've, you've probably heard the TikTok, the TikTok song that's, like, I ain't never been with a baddie, and, like, there's the whole dance yeah, yeah. cycle with it. The, they added that into Fortnite. They either added it or it's going to be added. Once they add that, oh, man, I'm picking that up, and then I'm picking the... D, I'm buying the DBZ character. I'm making Goku do that dance. Because, like, like, that sounds I, like a dream to me. <laughs> yeah, the, the rumor leak is that, yeah, Goku... Um, Thank you for pulling this up. Uh, Goku, uh, Vegeta, oh. and then what's the other guy's name? So it's a B or something? Oh, Beerus, Beerus. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like don't like, and I watched it, and I know you're thinking like, I don't, what, why am I like, why do I care about this? I watched a lot of DBZ as a kid. Like, who didn't? Like, I just did. Like, I was all in on on Dragon Ball Z. So, like, it, I'm I'm bringing out the Visa card. I don't care what, how many <laughs> views I'm, I'm 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 spending it all on Vegeta. I do not give a fuck. They put Bulma in there. I'm back at it again. Like, I'm. It's gonna be rough, but. I played very few matches this week because I've been really busy, but with my little bit of energy, I did play two matches. One where I got killed almost immediately because someone, I have a house basically in my mind, my head cannon in that game because that's where I planted my tree. If you know, you know, they have trees that you can plant and you get weapons. 
I plan and buy like there's like a pond in the middle that has like a house. It's not too far from the gas station. So put your plant there if you're interested. It's a good spot. There's also a chest that spawns a lot by that lake. I dropped there, but so did, guess what, freaking uh, Darth Vader. And I'm like, you're already level 100? I already know I'm getting murked. I don't even got any guns on me right now. Died number 74. Second one, I'm going to drop it on Twitter. It didn't upload. I got a victory royale off of killing nobody. I hid the whole time Hell yeah. like a gutless weenie. And what happened when I had to run out, when it was only just the two of us? They have the higher ground. They're probably going to win. I don't. I barely not put the game. I did have two legendary guns, though. I start running. I'm running with all my might. I'm like, I already know I got to heal. And and what do they do? They drop down and they die from the fall damage. And I'm yeah, like, oh, let's go. nothing's better than it was so funny because Isaiah was watching me play and, and like he is better at game like that kind of game in general because he's way better at shooters. And he's like, you got to be more aggressive. And I'm like, I'm going to wait. I pick my spot. This is how I play. And he's like, oh, man, like, you know, like you're definitely going to die kind of thing. But he like didn't want to say anything. And then I won. He's like, I can't believe you won off. Of it. And he's like, we got to watch the replay. What happened to this person? And I'm like, that's what happens when you want to kill. You die. I knew my spot. I saw this dude sniping people from the top. I'm like, this is someone that plays at another level. I'm going to hide in this apartment. This is now my apartment. And I did it and I got it. And I freaking love this game. Didn't have this on my bingo card. I'm all in on Fortnite. I can't get enough. Zero build only though, because I don't know how to build. Yeah, of course. That's what I picked on PlayStation. What did you pick on PlayStation, Les? So I went to a a Saints Row preview event. Uh, I won't talk too much about it. Uh, Instead, I'll point people toward KFGD. And then also uh, we have, I have a preview TikTok that uh, the lovely Roger plus his editing team uh, worked on. So go check out that TikTok and then also check out the KFGD. But in short, I had a pretty good time playing Saints Row during my preview. Um, You know, it's more Saints Row. I think that's like, that's the short of it. It is more of what you like and maybe possibly dislike if you're not a big fan of Saints Row. They're not doing anything new to bring you in. But if you're a fan of Saints Row, um, it is more of that kind of gameplay. I think the chaos is fun i think the you know the, the writing has that similar goofy energy if not toned down just like a tad bit and also it's way more grounded than something like saints row 4 uh, where you had superpowers and there was an alien invasion sure. and a lot happening uh it you're, is back to saints row 2 slash 3 ish your preview made me want to play like i'm interested to play that like you know what I, mean? I, I don't know if i'd stick it all the way through but you know i do love a good open world i do love running around it, look, it yeah. looked like it'd be fun honestly what as i was playing it i w- was reminded of dying light 2 and I kind of mm. put it in that similar place. Hell where Dying, yeah. Dying Light 2 was an open world game that so you're saying me. the end's gonna suck and we're all gonna hate it. <laughs> Honestly, I can see it. Like I like it, it's that thing of you know it was fun. I think the it has the the motions down, you know, and the the like what we want out of an open world in terms of leveling up and you know Saints Row because it's you know driving and shooting all this shit right when you're driving they have that those rpg systems built in to where if you drive on the opposite side of the road you're like gaining score and xp if you can do the newer misses you're getting xp and they're they're implementing the rpg aspects in those small ways that had to be like oh man okay no i'm gonna drive reckless for a little bit just to just do this i do the same thing when i'm playing uh Forza. you're a bad boy yeah no i like driving like a bad boy in that game and so yeah i had a good time with it i can't i can't wait for it to come out i, I think it's gonna be a good time um but what I did pick to play on PlayStation this week, like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, I played Escape Academy last night. Yeah. I finished chapter one. I assume it's what, like three puzzles per chapter or something like that? Um, I, I, I did say, like, There's 13, I think, right? Isn't that what I said? That there's 13 puzzles? 13 overall. Yeah, I think 13 overall, and that includes like the intro. So we did the intro, and then I think we did three or four more actually we did one into like the second chapter i want to say so we're like we're quite a few puzzles in uh maybe have maybe uh, two-thirds of the game left i i imagine um 
I had a fun time. The puzzles are pretty good. My big beef that I had with it last night is that me and Yami partied up online. And what I didn't realize is that the game keeps the split screen even when you're playing online, similar to It Takes Two, which for me in a game like It Takes Two, I don't really care. I don't think that's much of a problem. And a game like Escape Academy, where it is you are in an escape room, you are solving puzzles with your co-op partner, both of you are going to your separate ends of the room to like read things and read clues and figure out how to solve the puzzle. Being able to see my co-op partner split screen the entire time, I feel like defeats so much of the purpose and frustrated me so much when we were playing, especially because it didn't feel like a big deal. I was like, why isn't there just a setting that I can turn off? Yeah, to turn off yeah the split maximize screen. your screen space, yeah. Yeah, maximize the screen space, and then also, like, I don't want to see what's going on on the screen because I want her to talk to me and have to, like, read out the numbers, read off the colors, and do those cool things that I think worked when, when we played Operation Tango last year. That's what I love the most about that game is having put trust in my teammate to describe to me these weird things that they're looking at that I have no sure. idea what they look like. That's part you of know? the fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I fucked it up. I fucked up the cipher. Sorry. It's actually... So, like, I was honestly, I was complaining about that so much when we were playing last night. Uh, and then I tweeted about it. And then um, the developer actually replied back and said, oh, no, we've heard this before. And we're working on oh, uh, making it toggleable uh, in the next quality of life uh, patch. And so big shout out to Coin Crew. Yay. Games. Absolutely love a, a responsive dev. Um, and I can't wait to, for them to add that because I do think that that's going to take it to, to another level in terms of. Should I especially in wait terms then? Should I wait then for like the next for that patch to drop? Because I'm busy anyway. It's not like it's not. Are you like gonna it's... play? Are you gonna play online with somebody? Oh shoot! You're right. No, I'm not. Yeah, if you're well, really I mean, local, I could. then just. I guess I'll ask could, if he wants to. Because well, we have we both have PlayStations, so like we could just do it online. But we both need a copy of the game though, right? To do that, you both will. Yeah. Be, but it's on Game Pass. So yeah, but we're playing. I have. Pass. I know, but I have my my codes on PlayStation. I want to be on PlayStation. The game also. I know. I didn't double check this. Don't quote me on this. Mm -hmm. might be crossplay because there's a code system for getting people to join you can send people a code and they can join your game i don't know if that's a crossplay thing or if that's just they well, wanted an I'll extra way because i'm down for the other. i'm down for local because it's easier and then we don't have already have my code so we're good yeah. but i'll see what he wants to do i mean we also both have xbox consoles as well but it's just like i Here, got my code on playstation because i wanted to play it on playstation this, this is what i'll say to you I was definitely making a mountain of a molehill <laughs> when has, I was mad it about it. Cross that's a lot, it has that's a lot of what we... Okay, great. Thank you for, oh, the, cool. for checking that. Um, I feel like that's a lot of... As long as you're not toxic with it, that's a lot of gaming, though. You know what I mean? For like sure. I don't think like, it's... I mean, I was surprised when you said that. I had no idea. And then no one. Ha and you're right. I feel like people hadn't been talking about it with that game. So... So for about about crossplay, it was funny because last night, as we, as I noticed that they had a code situation, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting that they have that." Oh, it must be crossplay. And then I realized that I made Yami buy the game on PlayStation, uh, and so oh my god, I was like, "Oh, Yami, I think they might actually have crossplay." And she was like, "It's fine." She likes to save clips when we play sometimes if we make funny jokes to to tweet them out anyway, and so it wasn't a big deal. Um, but yeah, that was a funny moment that we had. Uh, you owe her thirty dollars, or how I, much is it? I, it was like twenty dollars, I think. Uh, but I do owe her that money. Uh, but the other thing is back to the mountain, making a mountain of a molehill thing. You know, me, both me and Yama were complaining about it through the first two levels. And then we got to like level three and four. And then we were like, oh, man, <laughs> maybe it was a good thing we could see each other's screens because some of these puzzles are way more difficult than I even that thought they were going to be. They're not impossible by any means. Like they're not. Super it was that thing puzzle, of playing but... with you split screen at the event, like when we needed the cipher and I needed it. it I found it easy to look at your screen. I know part of the. You could have had the nobody keep talking, nobody explodes moment of like you trying to describe a, a shape to me and me trying to figure out which one it was like, but there is that level of frustration. I feel like, like I talked about in my review, right? Like I feel like Escape Academy's secret sauce is that 
it's meant to be achieved. Like they want you to be able to yeah. do this and not feel like you're running your head into a wall and get mad. But there were a couple of puzzles where legitimately me and Yami were running our head, our head into a wall where we were like we were looking at um and one of the levels is like a um like you're communicating with people that are doing a thing and you're trying to guide them through and one of them was hey find the code so this guy can escape and we were sitting there for 20 minutes just looking both looking at the same things trying to figure out what the fuck are we getting wrong and like we ended up using the hint and when we used the hint we we're like oh i don't think we we're gonna get that like we had a couple of those that surprised me honestly because i didn't think that uh like in the streets they call me puzzle poppy and like i for me I'm how many using... names do you have bless <laughs> oh there's a list i can send you the google document if you want building the list <laughs> building the list uh you know puzzle poppy isn't used to running into walls like that in puzzle games <laughs> so I don't, know I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know if i can handle both you calling yourself puzzle poppy and also speaking of yeah, person. No. at one time it's a little bit of a yeah, lot that that uh that upset me just now <laughs> Yeah, Puzzle, Puzzle Poppy was having a difficult time, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got through it. We got through it. And so uh, Escape Academy seems cool. I, I can't wait to play more. It is a fun game. Um, and I'm glad that they're 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 adding in the no split screen with the um, update. I'll, I'll report back to tell you guys how that goes. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode of PSI Love You XOXO. Remember, we're your PlayStation podcast. Each and every Thursday, we record over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can come watch live like Omega Buster, my dog, Nick96, Madeline Stanley. Of course, they're hanging out for the post show we're going to do over there, but you can get that on demand all on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. We don't have to listen to ads and you can write in to be part of the show. However, if you want to get it on Friday, youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Of course, you get ads, you don't get the post show, but you have a good time. Until next time, we have a post show to do. So it's been our pleasure to serve you.